There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. So I'm with Chris McCaig, a friend of mine who is a drum teacher by day and a crazy musician by night. Hey, Chris, thanks for joining me today. Hey, Glenn. Thanks for having me on. Well, Chris, I just wanted to um, just chat to you about how you've had to make some changes. And I think we'll start, you know, before this crazy thing happened, mm-hmm. what was life like for you with your students and your work? Okay, so Monday to Friday, um, I teach drums privately in school. So there's three different schools I go into. So I'll, I'll go into the school and teach students 30 minute drum lesson during their school hour. Um, and so they'll, they'll come to me and have a lesson. And then I would also teach at a music store um, in the evening sometimes. Uh, and then weekends would be gigs with various bands. Yeah. And you've been kind of doing uh, this model of work with um, the drum teaching in schools and gigging uh, for many years now. So it's certainly yeah. not um, foreign to you, this idea of teaching. But like everybody, uh, when the world felt like it stopped uh, a little while ago, um, a lot of people's incomes basically stopped as well that instant. Yep. So you've kind of adapted and many businesses are doing this. And this is why I'm talking to a couple just to inspire other people listening. You had to move fast because, you know, invention is the mother of necessity. So yep. how, like you've just started doing online lessons. So talk to us about that process and what you did in a short time and even over the last week of doing it how has it changed for you well as, as soon as the first announcement came out um from the prime minister a couple of weekends ago about limiting gatherings to 500 i could sort of see oh this is going to get pretty crazy um first of all i was thinking with you know band work um but then as, as soon as that came out i emailed all my students and said like if we do get locked down we'll look at moving to online lessons. So I sort of gave them a heads up a couple of weeks beforehand. Um, and then I was, my last day of teaching was actually Monday this week at the schools. And then when the new announcements came about um, the recommendation for students to stay at home, I pretty much flicked the switch that day and said, all right, as from tomorrow, all lessons are going online. Um, so yeah, I had to move pretty quickly, but at the, in that, those couple of weeks, I was planning on how I was going to do it and my setup and that kind of thing. So yeah, but, um, yeah it, was, it was a quick decision. And how long were your lessons uh, face-to-face ordinarily? Well, so it was, uh, my normal day is um, 12, 30-minute lessons. Okay, sweet. Yeah. So I guess how has it been with, okay, so number one, have you had any students uh, not take up the virtual lessons or has all of the students, what percentage of actual students uh, do you think uh, just in the first week that you've done this um, jumped on? Uh, I'd say most of them have at this stage it, with all the business closures, there's been a few parents who have contacted me say, hey, I'd love to keep going, but just because of finances, we have to pull out for a while. And, um, I mean, I'm totally under understanding of that. Um, some students haven't got, gotten back to me yet, but I've had probably a, at least 
half to three quarters of my students saying, yeah, we'll give the online thing a go. Um, so it's, uh, it's been going pretty well so far this week, but um, definitely a reduction from what my normal week would be. Yeah. Yeah. So how have, what's the response been for some of the students that have actually um, done it online? Yeah, great. I've, I've had some parents email me and say, oh, that actually went really well. I really enjoyed hearing them in their lesson because especially the, the kids that I teach at school, the parents aren't there to, you know, take part in it. So that was good. Yeah. So I've had some good feedback so far. And um, as far as I can tell, the students seem to enjoy it as well. Yeah, that's great. Now, getting through this, as you continue to evolve, uh, basically now doing lessons virtually, mm-hmm. have you had any thoughts of, oh, hang on, what if I did this and this and that uh, once this crisis is over? Have you had any thoughts of offering this uh, as a, a broader thing for your business? Yeah, well, definitely. I've, I've sort of dipped my toe in the water with it before. Like maybe a couple of years ago, I offered just some free lessons to my students to try out the online thing um, and did a few of those. But because I didn't really need to do it, I had quite a full roster of students. I sort of just left it at that. Um, but I have had some ideas of maybe doing just like a weekly hangout on Zoom where to say to students, hey, I'll be doing a live lesson at, you know, this time every week, uh, just jump on and we can sort as of hang group out lessons. together. Yeah. yeah. So yep. just as, as like a, an extra uh, service, which is, you know, only taking up a small amount of my time, but the student gets, you know, a little bit extra. So Yeah. And it adds the value, I guess. That's right. Because yeah. as much as uh, you've got students as your clients, uh, they are still a client of your business effectively. And as a business owner, and if you're a business owner listening, you've always got to add value to your clients and try and go above and beyond anyway. Yeah. And the other thing I've been doing as well is with those students who have said, I'm going to have to pull out of private lessons for now just due to finances, I'm still sending them a weekly pre-recorded lesson. So just like a one that yeah, sort so of goes- you could batch it up. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. So, so that way I'm, I'm still classing them as my, my student or my client, um, even though they're not paying me for the foreseeable future. The idea being that, you know, keep them engaged. And then when things do go back to normal, then hopefully they'll be one to, one to totally. keep going. Have you thought of um, using, um, for example, setting up a heap of cameras and doing a online course about uh, drum teaching or like I, it's so funny. Like I always imagine, you know, when, you know, it's a bit seedy and dodgy, but when someone's trying to teach someone how to putt golf, they stand behind them. And like, yeah. I mean, when you're teaching someone drums, um, yeah. do you ever have to like grab their hand and like some students, it's so foreign to them. Like, do you have to jump in and grab their hand and show them or can uh, like occasionally. The challenge there? Occasionally, but most of the time it's more like watch what I am doing than you know, do it along with me and then, you know, till you, mm. you get the hang of it. But yeah, usually it's, it's a very visual thing. So, um, so that's why the online thing actually works quite well. The, the only thing that I've found is it's been a little bit tricky is often while the student's playing something, I'll be counting along with them or, you know, doing that kind of thing, which you can't actually do as easily online. So mm. it's more mm. like, you know, watch me now you ta- have a turn. Yeah. So, yeah. And have you thought about maybe, I guess, my question just before was more about, you know, amateur type of teaching, but for more intermediate and advanced students, mm-hmm. have you thought like you've got all this stuff set up, you've got the mics and I'm, I imagine you might add some stuff in the coming weeks, but yeah. have you thought about recording an online course for intermediate to advanced students? Yeah. Well, that's the thing. This, this idea has been in the back of my head for probably years, but it's almost like you need a, a crisis like a this catalyst. To, yeah. To actually act on it. So, 
I'm actually quite excited about being forced into this situation in my business where I've got to innovate and, you know, maybe do some things that I had on the back burner for a long time. Yeah. Survive even. Cause I think yeah. I've been telling everybody's like at the end of this crisis, we just need to be standing. Like yeah. if you've got $20 exactly. in your account, as long as you're standing, yeah. the worst thing would be to totally fall over and not be standing when things go back to normal because yeah. that you're going to be wiped out. So I guess any tips to anyone who is in small business, a variety of different businesses are listening to this um, that you've had to come uh, to terms with even in your mindset or a more practical way. Yeah, just, I guess, like, as you said, you just want to be able to keep something going. So I said, I've lost basically all my gigs. So I had 50 gigs booked for the year. They're all gone. Amazing. Um, and probably I'd say at least about a quarter of my clients for, for lessons. But uh, I count myself lucky in that I can still make money doing what I'm doing and having to do it in a different way has only sort of, you know, made me grow and, and rethink things. Um, but the, the whole idea of just, you know, adjusting my, um, you know, my expenses, um, changing the way I do things. I mean, the thing is I'm, I'm now saving money on petrol. I'm saving money on expenses that I would normally have to do if I was actually going out to schools and that kind of thing. So it's just made me rethink the whole, whole business model and I guess operate on a leaner um, operating model. Yeah. And just on tech, uh, before we started recording, you said that, cause I asked you what are you using for tech uh, and you'll said, you know, it might be FaceTime, might be Skype, might be Zoom, whatever the client wants to use. Yeah. I, my question, and I thought I'll wait till we record, have you thought about, you controlling that part of the narrative. So you give everyone the zoom link and um, then maybe you can hook it up so you can play the click through zoom. You can, you know, if you can't count, can you play click track or can you record every episode, every lesson? So at least at the end of the lesson, they've got a copy of the recording or just to yeah. innovate a little bit more like that. Well, that's, that's what I've noticed. The main reason I opened up to what the student wants to use is to create less of a barrier. Sure. Um, so that basically like if they're used to using FaceTime, because a lot of parents have said, Oh, I'm not very technical, you know, even mm -hmm. though it's super easy to, to get online yep. um, with the video thing. But um, I thought, especially for the first few weeks, make it super easy for them. Totally. Totally. But I am finding out of all the, the platforms, Zoom tends to be the one that's, you know, easier for screen sharing, sending music to the students. Um, yeah. As you said, recording the lesson that some of the other, platforms don't necessarily have. So that, mm. that was something I was, I was looking at doing once people are comfortable, and comfortable. Yeah, totally. Then switching across. So. Yeah. And that's it. Like, I think we've just got to innovate. Like, yeah. you know, nobody's above this. Like if we go to lockdown, I won't be able to do even probably face-to-face -face recordings with John. So we're going to have to do remote court. Like, so it's, um, yeah, it's an interesting thing. And I think I'd just encourage anyone like yourself, Chris, that have had their income slashed. It's a choice. It's like, do I want to sit at home and get $1,200 a fortnight from the government and be sad? Mm -hmm. Or do I want to say, Hey, I'm going to get my $1,200 from the government if I'm eligible and still try and make a couple of hundred dollars. Well, cause I've got a threshold I could make up to, you know, $1,200 of my own money and then get their supplement and use this time to be passionate about um, the future for my business. That's right. And, and the other thing is like having so much extra time, to prepare and set things in motion for the future as well. Write new courses, you know, put new things in, in motion so that when things do get back to normal, I'm like really prepared for, you know, that next phase. Totally love it. Well, thanks for having a chat with us on My Millennial Money Express. No worries. Thanks, Glenn. But, oh, actually, we're going to do, because you might be able to pick up some, some clients here. 
Um, can you hear that? Yeah. That's so weird. It's just started. It sounds like a phone or something. Oh. Mm, my phone wasn't ringing. Anyway, um, I'll... Sorry, I just clicked to mark the track. Yeah. <laughs> um, so before we go, Chris, where can people find you um, to maybe have a look about getting some lessons remotely if people have got downtime and they've got an old drum kit or, or something like that? Uh, probably the easiest way is my website, which is beatindustry.com. Um, and it has um, you know, a, a sign-up page for, for lessons, has just some info about what I'm doing, bands I'm playing with, uh, things like that. So that's probably the easiest way. And if someone is sitting at home at the moment and they've got some downtime, um, can Pete, could you do like some beginner lessons just if someone ordered some sticks and a couple of pads online just to like yep. how, what are the barriers to entry to just getting my toe in the water with these drum lessons? Um, pretty much. I actually did a video for my students this week on um, how to practice without a drum kit because I actually have quite a few new students who have just started this year and don't yet have a, a drum kit. So right. as long as you've got a pair of drumsticks and possibly even a practice pad, there's a way that you can set up so you can learn the basics and then, you know, transfer it to a drum kit later on. Yeah, great. And uh, before we actually finish up, how good was that recording of Danny Carey? Oh, with, awesome. uh, Vic Firth. Yeah. Like that was, it's actually like for the 12 minutes, it's a workout. Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. Like, yeah, it's exactly. Just wild. Like, and I've watched other clips of like, um, and for those listening still, I'll leave this in the recording because some people might like Tool. Um, they recorded Danny Carey uh, and multiple camera views at his drum kit playing, um, how do you pronounce it? Numa? Uh, Numa, yeah. Numa live. And it's just wild. Yeah. And I've watched some other videos of other musicians, like a jazz drummer reviewing it. Okay. Like, live. And <laughs> he's just like, ah. <laughs> and even a lot of the sound effects and things in the music, you don't realize that it's actually Danny doing all that yeah, stuff, you know? Pull, yeah. Pulling yeah. the the trigger, like, yeah. cause he's had the pads and like, there are like, how weird would that be to get used to? Cause he's got the remote hats, doesn't he? He does. Yeah. That's like yeah. so crazy. Yeah. So. It's a very unique setup. So yeah. yeah. And who's your favorite kind of drummer or who do you look at for inspo? Uh, it kind of changes from week to week. Depends on who I'm sort of listening to, but, um, I, I try and keep my listening pretty broad so yeah. that I'm not, especially not trying to just sound like the one drummer, but um, yeah, it's, it's changing all the time. But I mean, Danny's definitely one of those influences that's been there for a long time, but um, mm. you know, I listen to jazz drummers and things as well. So Yeah. And you put up on Instagram um, maybe last week, a heap of the kind of a bit of the work that you've done in some studio work. Yeah. Who are those artists that you've done some, uh, some drumming for that people might have heard or... Um, shout out. So a lot of it is, is just kind of session work. So I'll, I'll go in and just do a, a track or sometimes it's a full album. Um, so I recently did a couple of tracks for Human Nature's Greatest Hits album. They, they wow. redid a few of their, um, you know, their, their hits from the 90s and sort of freshened them up a little bit. So I uh, did a couple of those. Um, also, uh, I've played on the McClimates record, which is about to come out. They've just released their first single. Oh, wow. Um, and a few other country artists, Christy Lamb, um, Cassidy Ray Gator and um, her name is, has left, left me, but yeah. <laughs> Many people. <laughs> Many people, yeah. <laughs> and I'm sure she's lovely and it's great music. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, uh, we'll leave it there and I'm, I'm keen to see how, uh, how it turns out. Yeah, awesome. All right, Thanks, see man. you soon. Bye. See ya.